All right, baby, full squad is back. We are through finals. It is Christmas week here in the U.S., and things are slow at work, my friend. How's everybody doing? That's for all of our international listeners, clarifying. Yeah, do we have a lot of international listeners? Yeah, we got our first Canada listen last week, y'all. You got you to gotta pay attention to the statistics, the stats. I don't. I don't like you. I don't like you normalizing this new Trump candidacy. It's the holiday seasons, please. Holiday seasons. Oh my bad. I'm sorry. That's a that's a teaser for later in the broadcast. I got an obscure bet of the week on the Trump presidency. I did oh, it for you. <laughs> oh no, that's yeah, not like, gonna go well. Researching. I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, how was finals week? Ramud, did you did you get all A's? Oh, you know, got that seventy eight on finance. That means I passed. Okay. Uh, everything else went well. Yeah, you know, remove. I got a seventy-nine on my accounting final, but it was at a hundred and fifty. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I passed that class also because business school is ridiculously easy. That's yeah, great. Yeah, Cheers, it is. Business school. I, I, I so I've started. I started a group. It's called Grades Don't Matter Group, and I uh, are making. I'm making shirts. So let me know if you want in. Please, did, did please send them to me. Please make sure they say Rosh Michigan on them as well. I will take. Hari, yeah. Hari, you say business school. You say business school is easy, like you've ever gone to non-business school. Yeah, I went to Georgia. I did a minor in engineering. I won a robotics competition. Does everyone remember that? One is a, a strong description of what you did. Uh, you mean, participated. I was the second best finisher among Delta guys. There were four Delta guys that year. I finished second. Oh, interesting. Well, speaking, speaking of, a little bittersweet this oh. week. Uh, old house got torn down. Yeah, Very it's sad. crazy. Oh man, talk about some good times. Pour one out. Pour one out, right? old house. Pour one out. Yeah, I tell you. Now the new new house, which will be very boring and horrible, <laughs> that none of us contributed to. Hey, I contributed. Yep. Okay. As did I. Um, but we're not here to talk about frat life. We are here to talk about football and to throw a what? Throw a wrench in how we normally kick this segment off. This is not a good week of NFL football. Thank you. There At least we're being honest. Yeah, there isn't much going on. Usually, I'm like able to point to three or four legitimately exciting games. I think we maybe have one. I think there's like one and a half. Yeah, one and a half. Like this Ravens Steelers game is okay, I guess. Yeah, and then like Lions Cowboys no, kind of. It's not gonna be okay. It's just Lions Cowboys, everyone. Yeah, just yeah. yeah that's I, the only good one. Okay. Okay. The Giants Eagles is a pretty good rivalry. Rivalry, it's a good rivalry but I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah, relevancy is another yeah. word. I'm not going to watch it, that's for sure. Mark's definitely not going to pick it. So let's get it started. Giants at Eagles, plus two and a half, over under 41. Ramu, your voice has been missed on the podcast, buddy, so why don't you uh, why don't you kick us off? What you got on this game? To kick things off, I'm going to do a little uh, singing intro because I'm back, I'm back, oh, I'm back. This ain't no intro, this that entree. Hit that with that con, yeah, you sound like on. Okay, listen, here's what's up. I can keep going with it. I, I like it. Versus, um, I had a lot of I had a lot of takes on this one. So, uh, just a little history lesson. Um, the Giants are are like uh, one in five the last six times they play the Eagles. So this is supposed to be a pretty storied rivalry, uh, but they did get their first win this season against the Eagles. Um, so they broke that losing streak, and you know. I just think uh, the Giants have been getting it done on their side. They're eight and one in their last nine, and they're seven and two against the spread. While the Eagles are one and seven in their last eight, and four and two against the spread. Yeah, um, stats. 
Also, also, uh, Hari, I'm going to take some DVOA. I looked up some DVOA. I actually know what that means now. All right. <laughs> Giants defense is third in DVOA, while the Eagles offense is 14th. Um, I don't even think Wentz will break 200 yards of offense in this game. So, uh, you know, this should be a double-digit uh, win for the Giants, but the Eagles get a little bit of home field advantage. Give me the Giants. Let me lock it in. Let me so let me lock in for fifty one points. Um, forty one allocation. Forty one. <laughs> no, fifty one points of the allocation. Yeah, of his, of his, his oh, betting. Oh, of your betting allocation. Okay, we're still bringing that one back. My betting allocation. Fifty one. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Interesting. Okay. Um. So I don't understand. Are you? You're taking the Giants minus two and a half. Yeah, I'm taking the Giants, but make sure to lock those points in because I need them later. Okay, got it. Got it. Got it, got it. <laughs> this is a really good podcast. Oh, we're back, baby. We are back. Um, the Obviously, uh, I'm no new man in saying the Giants defense has been very, very stout uh, as of late. They're allowing 16 points per game in their last nine games and uh, 11 and a half in their two road wins this season. I... The, the Giants even does worry me. Janoris Jenkins might be out for this game, along with their starting middle linebacker, Jonathan Casillas. But I think the Giants find a way to pull this one out in a 20-17 matchup. But I will take the safe side and go under on the 41. Hari, what are your thoughts on this game? Uh, so I'm, I'm going to talk a bit about uh, – there's a big article in 538 today about why the Giants are good. Even though, like, uh, looking at most stats, they're a pretty average team in terms of takeaways, yards allowed, points allowed. Um, but the big thing they've done this year is they've taken away short passing routes. Uh, so, like, as the offense has moved to West Coast offenses, there have been more short passing routes, and they're forced, they've taken a lot of those away and forced a lot of these guys to go downfield where they have lower accuracy. Um, so Wentz has decreased his yards per attempt every game uh, and really struggled when he had to pass downfield against Cincinnati and Seattle. Uh, so give me the Giants to cover uh, this week. Uh, I think they will do it. And in fact, uh, if you are a smart gambler, I would uh, take some points as well. Ooh, by points, by points. How many would you buy, Hari? Give me, a, give me a number. Buy, uh, give me two, two more points. I can only buy them in like one point increments on Boivada anyway. So yeah, give me two, fair. I guess. I like it. Okay, Mark, take us home. You're terrible at picking the Eagles. So I am. I think I'm. It, I'm probably like two and eight picking the Eagles games this year. Anyway. Real quick, retro. Uh, I know Samin's trying to change the narrative. Here. No, I was gonna. I was gonna go into. I, I, I want to give shout out to my boy Ramu for going six and one last week on his under picks. I, I think that no, he's four and two. Hari went six and one. Oh, Hari, Hari. I'm sorry. I'm, six and one. I'm a I'm retro. Sorry. I'm a retro to that. Okay. Okay. I'm just making sure that that all the records are out there from last week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we we'll, didn't talk. Yeah. We'll make them public. We'll make them public. Okay. Okay. I just anyway, to get past this shit game first. Yeah. Yeah. We need. We need to vanquish this one. Uh, I think Ramu said it best. Um, I think these are two teams training in the opposite direction. Giants coming off big wins against the the Lions and the and the Cowboys and the Eagles. Obviously, just kind of falling apart week by week here. Um, I think the two and a half is pretty generous to the Eagles. Um, so I'll take the Giants, lay the two and a half. Giants, lay in the two and a half. All right, retro, retro. Mark, Mark, uh, thanks for that compliment, man. I don't, I, I don't hear that a lot. So thanks for uh, for calling me. I like that. I mean, yeah. I, you, you, you didn't go six and one. I went six and one. I was the, I had the best record. 
I mean, no, talk about that. no matter what, I think we've proven that Ramu is better when he doesn't actually call into the podcast. <laughs> uh, actually, everything's better. The podcast, the podcast runs a little better. Say, let's, not, let's not forget the podcast quality is also better. Um, and the fact that we don't deal with Ramu's internet, which is all, like also a side plus. No, it, it seems great today, actually. It does. Uh, so, to recap, last week, uh, I went two and four. God, two terrible weeks in a row. Ramu, an impressive four and two. Hari, a very impressive six and one. Well done, buddy. Yeah. You should just yeah. quit MBA school and go into professional gambling. That seems like the right I move. will. Now that I'm above 500, I'm done with MBA. I'm All right, perfect. Now. And then Mark, uh, just keeping his streak strong, man. Five and two. And that brings us to overall in last place. We still have Ramu at 42 and 48, but uh, cl- climbing closer to 500. Um, I'm now in third place at 41 and 40. Hari, half game ahead at 42 and 40. And then Mark leading the charge at 44 and 36. Yes. How many games ahead is that? Like 27 uh, games? It's like seven, 72 yeah. and a half. Yeah. Um, but overall, uh, as a as a squad, we're five games above 500. So, you know. You're winning money with us. There's yeah. no way to lose with us. There you go. <laughs> um, and if, if you're taking all of our parlays, it'd be even better. Now let's get back into football. The Dirty Birds, the Falcons, coming <laughs> off of a romping of the 49ers in the Georgia Dome. Traveling to Carolina, uh, plus two and a half, over under 52. Dirty Bird, Falcon Man, Hari, what you got on this game? Uh, I was initially very surprised to see this line, uh, especially at the uh, as only two and a half points. Uh, but if you look at all the Panthers games, uh, seven of their eight losses have been by less than three three points or less uh, so i guess it's not that surprising um but give me the over in this one last time these two teams played they went for over 70 points uh so i don't think 52 is that crazy so give me the over okay i like it mark what are your thoughts on this game yeah i mean i think i think the question here is how much does carolina care at this point in the season uh even though they just came off a big win cam newton's banged up which i'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later in the show um so i, I think atlanta definitely has the upper hand um, even on the road, I think Atlanta still has a ton to play for. Uh, home field advantage, potentially first round buy still out there for that team. Uh, so I think they get it done on the road. I'll lay the two and a half. Give you the Falcons. Um, usually, I think we found a formula for success on uh, on betting on the Falcons that uh, is take the over. But it looks like we may have some cold temperatures. Oh, weather, game. weather, weather. Uh, not to mention a seventy percent chance of rain. The Julio injury concerns me as well. I think uh, the, the the place to exploit the, the Panthers is their secondary. Um, and I don't know, without Julio, I, I get it. You know, Gabriel's played well. Aldrich Robinson has played well. But you've also had the Rams and the 49ers in your last two games. Um, give me the under on 52 points. I think this is uh, this is where the overstreak ends. Ramu, take us home, man. Talk about your, your Falcons. Yeah, let me just ask, Hari, was that last game we played against the Panthers, was that at the Dome? Yep. It was at the Dome. That is correct. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point to me. I like that. Um, I'm kind of siding with Mark here. I just, just think that the Panthers the Panthers aren't good at home. I don't know what it is, but they're not great at home. They're 2-3-1. and one. Um, Atlanta's actually a really great road team, and they're great against the spread. 7-1 and one against the spread and 6-2 and two overall in the last eight games. Um, I I like the Falcons. I'd even I'd even buy a point on the Falcons here. Buy um, points. So yeah. So, so buy with, two with of the them. Points, so, so with the points from the last uh, allocation, I need those 
to bet on the uh, I need to get points on this game. So just lock that in. Yeah, locked in. Yep, made it. Got it. I uh, got all those notes taken. Yep. Wait, I'm confused. Are you you have to take the winnings from that one and invest them in this one? Is that what you do? It's a Thursday game and then it's a Saturday game. So I need okay. I need to make a, a profit and then reinvest. All right, that, ROI. That's how you climb out of a six-game below 500 hole. Duh, Hari. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't understand, but now I do. Yeah. And then we move on to, you know, uh, a Sunday game, which lines up perfectly with their move schedule. Ravens at Steelers. Oh, let it ride. Minus five and a half over under 44. Uh, let me kick this one off. The The Steelers are 12-1-1 against the spread in their last 14 games in December. Um, I think if anyone has followed football when Big Ben has been playing and has been healthy, the Steelers are very, very good towards the end of the season. Um, but this game is always a defensive matchup. Uh, the Ravens play the Steelers tough. The Steelers play the Ravens tough. That's nothing new. The 44 points feels a little high to me. Give me the under on, uh, on 44 points. Mark, what are your thoughts on this game? I mean, if you look at the AFC, obviously you kind of assume that New England is the class of the league, but I don't think anybody, including New England, is going to want to play the Steelers team in the playoffs. I mean, this team is trending in the right direction. They're on fire. Uh, they've been favored in their last five games. They've covered the spread in all of them. Um, they're, they're for real uh, with, with Roethlisberger and Bell and Brown all healthy. Uh, there's not many teams that can slow them down on offense. The other side of the ball, the Ravens are 1-5. and five. Uh, as a road team against the spread this year. Um, so they're not good at going on the road. Uh, I think you got to take the Steelers, man. I, five and a half. Yeah. I, I think they win this game by at least 10 points. Wow. 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 Buy points. Yeah. Buy points. I'll buy three points. That's, that's the theme of this podcast. Buy points. Um, remove Raven Steelers. Do you have any, uh, you have any you have fantasy implications no, just here? Like, just like Hari gets all his information from 538 and DVOA. I get most of my information from Bill Simmons. Um, so he was Simmons. Simmons was saying that he was speculating. He was speculating that Roethlisberger's hand might be injured because he's not throwing the ball very great. That's such a Bill Simmons theory. Uh, that's a Simmons theory. So I mean, just given that, also, uh, I mean, Flacco is an atrocious quarterback. I think he's like thirtieth uh, in. The, I think he's actually he's eighteenth by DVOA. Um, he's not a great quarterback. Both of these defenses are top 10 DVOA, Hari. Yeah, uh, DVOA, so I DVOA. Like, I actually like the under here. So give me under on this game. Under 44. Hari, another man with fantasy implications in this game. What, what are your thoughts? Fantasy. Um, I, so you guys have pretty much said everything uh, I was going to say. Uh, they're playing good football. The Steelers are. They're holding their opponents to less than 300 yards. Um, but the crazy thing that happened this week is I, I go into Odd Shark usually and look at what their computer forecast is. It's usually pretty close to the spread. Uh, but this year, the Odd Shark computer, or this week, the Odd Shark computer says the final score will be 32 to 14. Yeah, it's like, it's like a Steelers by 18. Yes, that's what I'm saying. They're so much better. That's crazy. Uh, so I think, I think I partially agree here with uh, Mark. I think they're going to win big, actually. I don't think this one will be close. Uh, give me the Steelers to win by 32 minus 14 points. Wow. I mean, this is a Ravens team that just escaped the Eagles in Baltimore on a two-point conversion just because we said, fuck it, we're not going to the playoffs. Anymore. Yeah, but they also went to Foxborough and covered. So. Okay, yeah, we'll see. Wait, who, is, who is the weapon that's going to beat you on the Ravens? That's the thing I don't understand. Dude, Steve I don't Smith Sr. Is there a defense? He dressed up like an elf today. Is that what we're saying? 
No, it's just you gotta, Smith. You gotta watch. You gotta watch The Wire to understand that. Yeah. Oh, it's mostly about The Wire. It's about yeah, it's, an old HBO show. It's a whole beeper it, it, thing. Yeah. it is a whole beeper. They're gonna thing. tap the Steelers. I like it. Um, on to our last NFL game: the Lions traveling to Jerry World, the Dallas Cowboys minus seven over under forty three. Hari, why don't you tell us a little about how Tony Romo is going to come in this week? Here, listen, I, I said this to Samin, uh, but last week I said, this is it. This is the last week for Dak. Up and said, what kind of performance would Dak need uh, in order to not have Tony Romo come oh, back? 30 of 36. Uh, I would say he would need to complete 90% of his passes and throw for 300 yards, <laughs> uh, which he did. So now I have nothing else to say about him. Um, the, <laughs> the only stat I have for this game is Lion. The Lions, so we think we talk about the Falcons over streak a lot, uh, but the longest over under streak in the league is the Lions and their under streak. They've gone their last eight games going oh, wow. under, uh, and there's nothing really extraordinary on the offense for the Lions. Uh, and Cowboys' pass rush attack looked phenomenal last week. Oh uh, yes, so give I will get into the, that later. Teaser, teaser. Yeah, give me the uh, give me the under in this game. Uh, I think the spread is a little big, but I definitely think they'll they'll hit the under. In this That's game. fair. I like it. Ramu, talk about the Cowboys and how much you love them, baby. Yeah, I actually thought you were going to call me last. So in my notes, it says not much to add here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now you got to go with what I said, Ramu. So to what Ari said. Now just say, just say DVOA. Just leave. Yeah, just, I actually just switched over my DVOA uh, spreadsheet. There's not much there. Uh, Dallas' offense is like top. I think it's actually one of the top offenses. Let me look real quick. Yeah, we're definitely... yeah, it's a, a second-ranked um, offense in the league. Um, yeah, not much to add here, but I will say, uh, Cowboys, this isn't a throwaway game. They do need to lock up this one seed. Um, and just for selfish reasons, Hari, I do want uh, Dak to do well. I need to beat Bertram in this championship <laughs> bracket. Oh, wait, is this the, is this the final? <laughs> so yep. beat my quarterback. Um, but I think the actual difference in this game is going to be Zeke. Zeke is going to go off. He's going to get the uh, the rookie rushing title. Um, he is is just going to just beat this 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 Lions uh, this Lions line into the ground. So give me the Cowboys here. But I'm, it's it's it, I'm I'm, the, this, I'm a little worried about the Cowboys taking them on this line. But yeah, give me the Cowboys. Cowboys minus seven. Mark, how about them boys? So the the crazy thing that happened this week is. Zeke like jumps in this big barrel thing and he hops out and he's the leader for the MVP award. It's like, like it's crazy. I Salvation mean, Army making all of your dreams come true. Yeah, exactly. And like somehow like the most altruistic thing the NFL has done is not find him. And everybody's like, oh my God, the NFL is so nice. So, nice. <laughs> so dumb. They, but anyway. they like penalized him and then put him on the front page of the NFL. Yeah, it's very bizarre. It makes so, no sense. I mean, on the MVP front, the only non-quarterback to have won the MVP in the last decade is AP in that 2012 year. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work out. Yards. But uh, Zeke has been awesome. Uh, that offensive line is uh, is a real weapon. Uh, but that being said, I think this game uh, this game could be a little bit closer than the, than the line is saying. I mean, it's, it's a big line. Um, line still have a lot to play for. Matt Stafford getting back in you know a more hospitable environment indoors uh, might help out the hand a little bit. I think they can score some points. Um, and and hang with the Cowboys for the most most of the game. I think the Cowboys probably pull it out in the end, but I'll take the I'll take the points and give me the Lions. I like it. Um, but Mark, but Mark, here's my question to you: Who won the Lions wins this game? Golden Tate. Golden Tate and Matt Stafford 
and uh and his broken middle finger back what was his name i can't i honestly can't name three people on the detroit lions marvin <laughs> marvin jones marvin jones theoretic marvin theoretic theoretic is out he might be back they have that washington guy in the back yeah the one that you started against me when we lost your fantasy week hey that was a bad fantasy week <laughs> Does does Calvin Johnson still play for them? He does not play for them. No, he's coming I back. Heard he's going to join the Oakland Frisbee team. That would be hype. Um, all right, coming back. The one stat people forgot is uh, the Cowboys are ridiculously good on offense at home. Um, the lowest they've scored is twenty six points at home. They've been averaging over thirty points per game at home. Uh, being a home game and uh, having a full week to prepare and uh, it being a Monday night game, I think the Cowboys really clean up some of these penalties that have that have cost us some points. And uh, I do think the, the seven is a little high for me, but uh, I definitely think the 43 is a little low. Give me the over on 43 points. Um, I don't see how we don't get to at least 28 points in this game. And I'm sure at some point the Lions get a garbage time score to to cover. So that is my thoughts. I uh, feel like that's like a, a remove pick. Like you basically just gave your argument for the Cowboys and then took the under. <laughs> I took the over. Listen, I took the over. Oh, sorry, the over. Yeah, the over. I, I just like. I'm rooting for your fantasy you team. All the stats you read 15 minutes before the line came out. Yep. An hour beforehand, you read all your stats. And then you just pick one of the things. Yep, that, that's pretty <laughs> that's much. That's how this podcast works, everyone. That's a little behind the music, behind the action here. Well, really, it's everyone has a different style. I read and say what I think is going to happen. Don't you guys then... just listen to Bill Simmons? It's only me and Mark that research. That is not you know, true. You just look at 538 articles and yeah. look at DVOA stats. <laughs> wait, <laughs> where, where do you guys? Wait, wait, I went six and one. That's great research. And then when you don't know what to do, you just look at the weather. <laughs> Where do you guys yeah, listen to Bill Simmons? You got it. That's exactly how it works. You guys like watch Bill Simmons show on HBO, right? That's how you guys prepare. Did he have a show on HBO? I, I, no, the Ringer's no. not playing right now. The Ringer's out of season. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. It's out of season forever. Forever. First segment. First segment. First segment. Put me in, coach. Put me in, coach. Um, I'll kick this one off. Give me a little Ty Montgomery, baby. Oh, this is perfect. Yes. He um, was having a very quiet season and then absolutely exploded at Soldier Field against the Bears. Um, He's going against a demoralized Minnesota Vikings team coming off of 16 rushes for, I think, 170 yards and two touchdowns. I think he might still be available in our fantasy league. The DPL. No, negative. He is not. That's why this is perfect. This morning. You're welcome, everyone. I for, spent all the rest of my cash on him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Turn up. Turn up. <laughs> no, I like that. I like that. Are yeah. you in the championship bracket? No, he's in the championship. He's in the championship bracket. Championship game. From uh, worst to first. <laughs> um, so give me a little time, Montgomery. Hari, who's your put-me-in coach? I mean, he went, clearly my $123 spoke for itself. Uh, so I was going to say Ty Montgomery, uh, but I had to back up because I knew somebody would pick it. Uh, give me Cam Newton this week against the Falcons. Uh, I, I teased it a little bit earlier. Uh, a ton of points were scored this game last time, even in spite of the weather. Uh, Falcon secondary is garbage. Uh, I'm sure Cam has something to play for. Uh, he scored 20 points last week in fantasy. Uh, hopefully he will score another 20 to 30 points this week and lead me to fantasy championship 
land. <laughs> Good, exciting ending. Mark, put me in, coach. God, Hari, I don't. I know you like Ty Montgomery, but just start Kelvin Benjamin against your Atlanta Falcons, and you will win our fantasy league. That's a that, like, that's like you literally. You just made the argument yourself. <laughs> No, I, I completely agree. I actually, I'm right in between putting him either in for Benjamin or for Coleman, and I just need to figure out which one of those two I want to start. So if Kelvin Benjamin's the right answer, I'll start Kelvin Benjamin. I, I he's think, been garbage these last few weeks. He's been so horrible. I mean, yeah, you knew the like, Josh Norman thing was going to get way. to him. He doesn't even get looks from Cam. That's the problem. Like, if he's getting looks and just dropping past him, be like, whatever, he just needs an easy secondary. But he's literally hasn't gotten any looks. That's the problem with him. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think he's their number one receiver. Their offense is going to find a way to try to give him the ball this week. Uh, I say put me in coach, Kelvin Benjamin. I like that guy. Put me in coach, baby. Remove. This is my fantasy team. Put in my fantasy team this week. Something like that. Remove, take us home. Remove, say DeMarco Murray. Say DeMarco Well, no, Hari, Hari, if, if you really want a great uh, wide, let me give you let me give you the put me in coach of the week that you need to figure out if you can get him or not. Anquan Bolden, a goodie but an oldie. <laughs> I like it. This guy, this guy didn't put up great numbers against the Giants. He only had three catches, 13 yards. But listen, he knows how to get to the end zone. And I think he's going to get the end zone at least twice against the Dallas team. <laughs> wow. I would put him in coach quick. Interesting. I'm, gonna go, I'm looking him up right now in the league to see if he's available. But Hari, you're out of money. I, you you know, can't have, get him. I have some allocation points. I can, I can give it to you to lock them in. <laughs> Don't worry. All, there's nobody really looking for players right now, so it's quite easy. That's fair. And Quan Bolden. I remove you would pick that guy. I like it, though. I like it. I like it. He's available. <laughs> Get him. Pick him up. On roster. Why not? Last week. Oh, my God. I like it. Um, all right. On to... Uh, Something I guess Hari is very excited about, as you were telling us in the pre-show for the podcast, college bowl games. Let's start with the Louisiana Tech versus Navy in the Armed Forces Bowl, Friday night. Navy plus six and a half, over under 67 and a half. So I think um, a lot of people are going to be leaning towards Louisiana Tech, especially with Navy losing their quarterback and running back on on the same play. Against uh, against Temple in the American Championship, sounds right. Yeah. Um, but what people are forgetting is the quarterback for Navy is actually pretty good. He just didn't have a lot of time to prepare. My boy Abby, give me Navy to keep it close uh, and plus six and a half. I'll take the points, baby. Remove. What's that stank Ow. face? That is all. That is a dumb bet. I've ever seen one. <laughs> Uh, let me just start off by saying that college bowl games are stupid. I don't know why we're betting on this game. We're looking at two teams that are coming in with two losses uh, each um, coming in. I don't know. I just did a little bit of research. I don't know who any of these teams are. Apparently, Louisiana Tech has a high-octane passing game. Um, this quarterback, Ryan Higgins, uh, is pretty stellar. They have some good receivers. Um, Navy is a bunch of dummy heads. They got a bunch of injuries. Yeah. You know, I think your point is is they actually don't need their quarterback because I think Navy's Navy's games actually they run the ball a lot. Yeah, they have the they run this thing called the option. They run the option. They run the option. Oh, yeah, that's the option. Oh, <laughs> this is where Paul Johnson was hired from. This is definitely. Oh wow, this is definitely a lock. Then give me the give me the Bulldogs. Um, 
this is this is a dumb game. I like it. Hari. Spirited. Hari, what are your thoughts on this game? Uh, so this is a uh, this is an interesting from a betting standpoint because this line has moved crazy. It yes. opened as Navy as a one point favorite. Yes. And now is moving heavily to Louisiana Tech for almost the exact reason Ramu said. Because there's a bunch of people who haven't quite researched this game and don't really understand what's going on and just are saying crazy things about it. Um, the interesting fact about these two teams, they've both gone over 40 points individually 15 times this season. Uh, and so it's not, even though the spread is what, 61 or, or what is it, the over under 61 on this 67 game? 67 and a half, uh, my friend. 67 and a half. I don't think it's that crazy because this season alone, Navy scored 75 on SMU. Uh, so it's not unreasonable that one of these teams reaches 75. Uh, I don't think it's unreasonable that both teams go 40 plus uh, and, and just blow out this over under. So actually give me the over on this crazy over. Over 67 and a half. What could be the highest scoring bowl game of the season? Mark, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, I think if Navy was at, at full strength, I definitely agree with that over. Um, but we, we've all seen what can happen when you get a couple weeks to prepare for the triple option, blah, blah, blah. You can see Navy getting shut down. Louisiana Tech's going to put up points. Uh, There's going to be like a bizarre Friday night sleepy game in like a suburb of Dallas. Yep. So um, I'll, t- I'll take the Bulldogs. I'm not going to watch. I don't really care. Fair. It's called the heart of Dallas, but it's played in a suburb. Um, I actually don't know. Where it's, it's played in Fort Worth. I don't know where. Like, what's... oh, at the TCU Stadium? Is it? I I don't know. That'd be my guess. Um... Oh, it's played at the airport. <laughs> played <at> DFW. <laughs> DFW. Yeah. There you go. Um, at least you not fly a... in and you can't take an Uber there. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's go. Last uh, last bowl game, baby. NC State going against Vandy plus four over under forty four. Uh, Mark, kick us off. So I have exactly one data point on each of these teams uh, this year. NC State, it's them uh, missing that kick against Clemson. Clemson. That oh. could have knocked Clemson off. Uh, so that that's my NC State data point. My Vandy data point is like a gif of their coach um, just dancing at the end of this Tennessee game. Um, so based on that level of research, I'm going with the Commodores. Give me the four points. Um, Independence Bowl, Shreveport, roll the dice. Uh, let's, let's take the Commodores. The Dance and Vandy coach, plus four. I like it. Um, Ramu, any, any, you love bowl games, so tell us how much you're going to love this game. Well, didn't didn't some of us go to this game? Hari, didn't you go to Shreveport? I went to Shreveport. No, I, I, would never, I wouldn't be caught dead in Shreveport. I was the only one that went to Shreveport when Georgia Tech played uh, in this bowl. Okay, we'll get your we'll get your opinions in a second. This is another stinker of a game. Two six and six teams squaring off in a shitty city. Um, I, you know, neither of these offenses are are uh, are great. Um, the defenses are are pretty solid. I think this will probably be decided on the defensive side of the game. Forty four is forty four is a little low, but I'll still take the under here. I really don't know. Um, also, I just don't like Vanderbilt people. That's fair. Um, on a similar basis, I did indeed go to this bowl game. And the secret about this bowl game is it's a bunch of LSU fans that are just looking for an excuse to tailgate, which is fucking awesome. They just like bring their kegs, they bring their, you know, their crawfish boilers and their pit barbecue. And uh, it is fantastic, not to mention the gambling that's allowed in Shreveport. Um, and so I will base this on who I think is a funner fan base to tailgate with. And for me, that's definitely NC State. 
Uh, they also have a stout defense, uh, specifically a stout running defense, and I think that'll shut down um, the running back for Vanderbilt Webb. Give me NC State the Wolf Pack to cover minus four, baby. Didn't didn't NC State's tailgate like um, situation get shut down for a little while? Yeah, because they got so crazy. Because you hit someone with a hammer at that tailgate, if I'm not mistaken. You flipped a hammer in the air and hit someone, and that happened. But I'm pretty sure, like, because their teams are so bad, people started getting so blackout. They would, like, fire people in the quarter potties. No, so that's – you're thinking about Duke. Actually, NC State has a similar rule, but it's because somebody got shot at one of their tailgates. (laughs) Oh, that's right. That's right. I mean, the the thing you have to remember about Vanderbilt tailgating is uh, their recommended spot for away fans to tailgate is this parking lot of a special needs school. Um, so it's, yes. it's also an interesting setup. Wow. Yeah, they're not going to... Yeah, to be fair, at, at NC State, we tailgated in like an office park because there were no tailgating spots open and we were like three miles from the stadium. Because so, yeah. we were too we early to the party. school better, really? No, that's fair. Good point. I'll just take the NC State start running. Actually, I'm, I, I'm a pass on this game. Can you take off my pick? I don't, you just, I don't you want to You just want to like, just cross off? Okay. Like like Leonard Fournette, I'm going to save my, my energy. I don't want to get hurt on a, <laughs> on a meaningless bowl game. I'm going to save all my good picks for the pro. For the pro it's season. literally like... What a, what, what a dumb baby. <laughs> oh, um, sorry. Mark, Mark. Okay, here, here's what I want to say. Do you guys want to guess? I'm going to tell you there is uh, the... I think it's really easy to be like, oh, what's the least expensive ticket to get you into this bowl game? I want you guys to guess what's the most expensive ticket to get you into this bowl game. I'll give you a hint. It is uh, like 45-yard line, fourth row. Um, How much is each ticket? I think each ticket is $90. Oh, no. I think $90. Each t- I think each ticket's $275. $275? Wait, oh, wait. Is this Price is Right rules? <laughs> Yeah, price is right rules. I'm going to go $1. Can't go over. Oh. Dude. You're going to go $1. Okay, remove. Aren't, aren't bowl game tickets a lot of money? That's why people buy them and they make a lot of money off them? It's like $500. The answer is for lower 114 on the Vanderbilt side, which are still available, row four, are going for $56. Yes, 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 yes. Wow. yes, yes. Wow. As the most expensive tickets. Uh, I 100% agree with remove. This is a garbage game uh, that no one should watch. Uh, it's going to be horrible. Do not. Uh, it's two horrible teams. Um, the only thing I will tell you is DVOA. That shit is played. Nobody's talking about DVOA anymore. People are talking about S and P plus, and in S and P plus, uh, NC State is fifty <laughs> spots ahead of Vanderbilt. Yeah, that's a thing. So give that's me a NC thing. State. Yeah, S and P plus. Y'all, you got to be on Football Insiders. Got to way on the inside. S and P plus. Hari, did you and see S&P that? Plus says. Did- NC State is going to win. Did you see that SB Nation article ranking the, the conferences that put the ACC number one based on S&P Plus? Yeah, S&P Plus is yes. One is also Wait, just a metric on like... Can S&P Plus and not explain what S&P Plus stands for? Okay, S- S&P Plus is drive efficiency. So essentially it's where you start drives, where you end drives. Uh, and essentially analyzes each team on a drive-by-drive basis rather than looking at them on like a game-by-game basis. So it's literally so it's standard, in-game Standard and fours plus system? Yeah, standard and force, it's based on the market also. It's based on how the market goes. But it's just it's just the efficiency. How many yards you gain per drive, essentially, is a very simplified way of saying. S and P plus Interesting. says NC State is going to win. I just learned just DVOA. You're gonna give drive the plus? <laughs> All right, fine, I'll learn that one. Yeah, now that you you're now that you're talking about DVOA, I'm done with that shit. It's yeah, I yeah, appreciate that. I'm gonna go to weather again. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've also lost all of our listeners, 
Maybe we can get them back with our next segment, which is that is going to get you benched. Um, I will kick it off. Hari, you teased my, uh, my pick a little earlier. My boy, David Irving of the Dallas Cowboys, left defensive end, sitting in for Demarcus Lawrence and Cedric Third, had himself a fourth quarter, if anyone watched Sunday Night Football. I was asleep. So, my that is going to get you benched is the Buccaneers right tackle, Goster Cherilis. Uh At one point, he literally um, got a hook to the shoulder and fell down. And I was like, he is in pads and is 324 pounds and just got ideally, I guess, knocked out by our right defensive end. Goster Cherilis, that is going to get you benched, my friend. Mark, who's riding the pine for you this week? Uh, so I'm a, I'm looking at not a player, not a coach. Uh, I'm looking at the the fellas in the stripes out there. I'm looking at Walt Coleman uh, from this Monday night game. Listen, I I mean I until this week I haven't bought into the whole narrative of uh, the NFL protects quarterbacks. The NFL does not protect Cam Newton. Uh, but after after this that one, play? Oh my after God. this, it's it's kind of hard to argue at this point. This one was pretty bad. I mean. Like, at the very least, at the very least, you throw no flag on that, and you realize pretty quickly that you made a mistake. But the fact that he, he managed to throw a flag on Cam Newton was ridiculous. is ridiculous. Um, I, I think it's things like this, and Samina and I were talking about this this weekend. Uh, I mean, like, 20 years from now, is the NFL going to be the most popular sport in this country? I feel like it's just, it's so scrutinized, and it's there's just so many things working against it right now that, yeah. like, it just feels like it's, it feels like it peaked, like, last year. Like, with all those DraftKings commercials, it peaked. And it's downhill for me. That's true. That's all, all right. I'm saying. Couldn't say it better myself. I think that's fair. I, all right. I think we could, do a whole, we could do a whole podcast on just that idea itself. Yeah, I agree. But that should be a uh, – we'll do a little mid-season – an end-of-season wrap-up. Will football yeah, just in 20 years. Um, Hari, what are your thoughts on that? On, uh, that is, oh, sorry. Not what are your thoughts. Who's going to get the bench for you this week? <laughs> Uh, so I am going to go to some local news here in Atlanta. I'm going to read you a little news excerpt uh, about what happened here in Atlanta. It actually happened as we were on the podcast last week, so it's a little bit of old news. But uh, Sawani PD in Gwinnett got a 911 call early Wednesday morning from the clerk at a quick trip. The clerk reported a black male had walked into the store early Wednesday morning, slurred something, and started handing over money. He started walking around the store. A short while later, he walked up to the clerk, took out his penis, and started masturbating. <laughs> Can you guess which Atlanta Falcons star this was? Oh. Can you guess Jamal Anderson? Oh, it's Jamal Anderson, yes. With his third uh, infraction uh, in less than 18 months. He calls uh, that the dirty guy. This guy is having some bad times. Oh, probably my God. Things are really dark for him. Um, that will probably get you benched and probably will not get you retired on the Falcons, which I know they've been trying to do for a few years now, but oh, what a mess. What wait, a, wait uh, what have they been trying to do? I don't know. They've been, I think they really want to retire his number, right? Because he was like a huge influential part of that 1998 Super Bowl run. And like oh, okay. he refuses. We invited him back. He was, I saw a vine of him on the Monday night game when they were here in Atlanta. And he did the Dirty Bird. And like Monday Night Football had him on. And they were all chatting. And everyone was having a good time. Like we want him to be a spokesperson for the team. But he continually lets us down. So uh, Jamal Anderson, please get together, fam. That is going to get you benched. <laughs> I like it. Ramu, take us home, baby. Is it, is it your whole uh, fantasy I could, team? I could stay along the same lines of uh, police arrest uh, and go with Michael Floyd after getting that DUI. 
Ooh, Michael Floyd. But, uh, he's not getting benched. I think see, the Patriots just decided to pick him up. So. He's probably going to win a Super Bowl. He's probably going to catch the winning got, pass in a Super he Bowl. He got rewarded. Unreal. Uh, no, my my uh, that will get you benched is a little bit uh, – I'm not sure. He, this guy's going to get benched anyways. Uh, this There's this coach who got fired, and then this new guy got hired. They have the same initials. Yes, it's the L.A.'s Rams' new coach, John Faisal. John Fossil. Uh, you don't know Fossil. John Faisal. He was their special teams coach, and that makes sense because on a fourth and nine play, he decided to call a fake punt play. Oh my god! And their, their their kicker Johnny Hecker is about 15 yards back from the line of scrimmage. Uh, the receiver is open uh, at like the middle, at about five yards above the, the line of scrimmage. Uh, they need to go nine yards. Uh, Johnny Hecker throws it short, about three yards. Um, this was a dumb play, baby. Uh, I don't know why they made this choice, uh, this special teams coach. He just sits in the dungeon and makes up trick plays, so I'm not really sure what his – listen, Johnny Hecker apparently is a really nice guy. Everyone really likes this guy. My question to you guys is, this guy's interim. The Rams will get through the season. There's a lot of talk of who's going to be the next Rams coach. There's a couple names floating around, maybe Gruden, maybe Peyton. What do you guys think? Oh, Peyton uh, is ridiculous. It's Harbaugh, right? I think it's going to be Josh McDaniels, no. offensive coordinator no. for the New England Patriots. Yeah, yeah. He gets a nice young quarterback. Ooh. He gets a decent defense. Does he, he get a nice young quarterback? Does anybody know who Jeff Goff No one knows, but okay. it, uh, no. he hasn't been terrible. He's been terrible. He's not been bad. Hey, you know, you know who they're going to pick up? They're going to go pick up Mike Smith. Mike Smith's been doing a bang-up job with Tampa Bay Bucks as their defensive coordinator, has head coaching experience. Won a bunch of ten win seasons. He's gonna be the one that goes out there. Max Smith. I don't think Max Smith was a terrible coach. Right. Yeah, I thought he was a fine coach. Jim Bob Cooter. Jim Bob Cooter. I think they should hire Jim Bob Cooter. That's the best name in football. Um. All right. Last one, baby. Nick Saban. Obscure bet of the week, baby. Mark, start us off. What's your obscure bet of the week? So it didn't work out for me last week, but I'm I'm gonna do it again. My, My new strategy. Find the the most terrible NFL game and take the under. Uh, so this week we got th- this. This might be the worst game in like five years. We got the 49ers and the Rams playing each other. Oh this no, week. that's like a combined two wins. So like so the the NFL the ESPN preview the like the first sentence is just most football fans will not be tuning in to watch the 49ers travel down the coast to face <laughs> yes. the Yes. So they're just I mean nobody's gonna watch this game. Uh, Over under is at forty. Uh, I think. I think that's a pretty lofty number for these two offenses, especially the Rams. Um, I'm gonna take the under and do not watch. Basically, do not watch any of the games we have discussed on this podcast, except for maybe <laughs> Ravens. Everyone Tours. enjoy time with your family this weekend. Um, you know, yeah, spend time with your family. Don't watch the NFL. The NFL has given up on their schedule. Like the the Houston Bengals game on Christmas Eve. Should not be the Christmas Eve game, and they're just like not gonna, well, not gonna float it. They're not gonna move it. Well, they freaked out this year because they know the NBA owns Christmas Day, so they didn't know what to do. Can you believe that the NFL is like ceding a holiday to someone else? Like that's the crazy. That's thing. what's they're happening. Yeah, that NFL I agree. is dead. And like, who's not it. excited about the NBA on Christmas Day? Like that slate is fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, Cleveland Warriors. What's up? Oh my God, round three can be so up. great. Lakers Clippers somehow is relevant. No, that's not, I refuse to believe that's relevant. That's relevant. That's a relevant game. It's gonna be a good game. Yeah, it's gonna be a huge game. It's gonna. It's just an awesome slate. I love it. Um, remove obscure bet of the week, baby. I think I had one on like market trends for Christmas. 
But come back to me. That one sounds dumb. Okay, sounds good. Uh, I am going to teaser, teaser, and retro a little bit for another put me in coach slash obscure bet of the week. Can we talk a little about Tom Savage? Oh. How about you, baby? Coming in for $72 million man Brock Osweiler and uh, successfully throwing the ball, leading the Texans to a W. Um, as Ramu alluded to just a, mo- a minute ago, they have the Bengals this week. Over under 230 and a half passing yards from a boy, Tom Savage. Give me the over. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of tape on this guy. I think uh, he is definitely coming in with a chip on his shoulder. He's also a free agent after this season. So he might be playing himself for a nice little payday. Give me the over on Tom Savage's 230 and a half passing yards, baby. I like that. Hari, obscure bet of the week. Yeah, uh... Sorry, I was thinking about Tom Savage. Macho uh, Man Savage, know. former Macho Pittsburgh Man, great. Tom Savage. Um, so they, I was, I was, I was teasing this at the beginning of the broadcast. Uh, now that Trump is about to become president uh, in, a, in a few short weeks, uh, there are now some prop bets that have gone up on Paddy Power, which is usually the first place to go for prop bets. Uh, and there's like some on if he gets impeached and if Hillary gets sent to jail, all this other stuff that I don't really care about. But there is a really interesting one. At 40 to 1 right now, you can buy in that the first commercial flight to Mars will happen during the Trump presidency. No way. Uh, which is a really interesting one uh, because SpaceX uh, it recently said that their first mission, sort of unmanned mission to Mars, will be 2018. Uh, but Elon Musk has pretty much promised a commercial flight to Mars by 2024. So really the bet is not actually do you think that he will you know, be able to you know, get this off the ground. But the bet is, do you think Trump will have two terms? Uh, they're giving you 40 to 1 odds on it. Uh, so uh, a little bit of an interesting bet. Uh, give me the uh, 40 to 1 on this uh, as a little hedge bet, full of $5 on it. Interesting. Uh, at least if everything goes to shit, you'll still win $200 wow. at the end of it. So. That one is obscure. Two, uh, I don't remember the last time Elon Musk delivered on time. So yeah, excited to see you that one. <laughs> Wow, it's kind Sorry, of his bu- no, wow. it's like documented. That's his business model. Yeah, it's just like un- he's like over promise, yeah. under deliver. Yeah, um, Ramu, hopefully you found something interesting. Obscure bet of the week. Yeah, so this past weekend I went to an Arsenal Man City uh, watching um, Sunday at like eleven um, to go see some some EPL. And I just forgot how much I enjoy the EPL. I think it's actually a pretty good product. And I was talking to some Londoners as well as over there. It's a little bit more of a, a mature, corrupt product. It's almost like the NFL over there in terms of corruption and kind of over-saturation. But it's still a great uh, product, and it's something that I wish that maybe next you know season we get more into. Um, so my team is Chelsea, and Chelsea is, is oh top of the leaderboard. They're up by six points. Um, but, their, but their winning style is a lot of, uh, you know, just kind of um, one-goal wins and just holding the lead, and, and it's not – Super flashy play, but they get the job done. And so they're playing They're playing Bournemouth on, on Monday. Um, Chelsea's one-and-a-half favorite um, on the spread. I would actually take the under. I'd actually take Bournemouth on the one-and-a-half because I think they'll probably just get the one to win. So that's my take if you want to make some money on some EPL. Booyah, EPL love. I like it. Bringing back the real football. Football. Um, with that, that is a wrap. That is a week. Good to have the full squad back. Good to be done with finals. Um, hopefully, when uh, all of us need a break from our families, we can look forward to uh, recording this podcast next week, baby. With that, we out.
To our one Canadian listener, happy Boxing Day. Happy Boxing Day. Yay!